watching closely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 111 of the Rough Cut Retrospective, your favorite movie podcast uh, to listen to as the world burns. I am your lovely host, the amazing, the magical Jackson the Great. Yay, cheers. And with me is my lovely assistant. She's beautiful. She's elegant. Mr. Carter Sims. Which night did you? Which uh, shit? Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Um. Which knot did you tie, Jackson? The sailor's knot, or something. You don't know. Anyway, hey. <laughs> what a seamless intro. I had a stroke, <sighs> but by magic we fixed it. Magic, you say? Uh huh. Feels like a little setup for something. I don't know what it could be. But could you tell me? We're talking about the prestige. Oh yeah, I love it. It's it had been a while since I'd seen it, so Same. I was excited. So yeah, yeah. onto the RCR hundred, baby. So we're gonna Woo-hoo. dive into it, baby boy. But uh, but first, Jackson, tell yeah. me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What are you into, pal? This week. Wow. So this week, I've been into a lot of movies. Uh, this weekend, I watched uh. My yearly Muppets Christmas Carol with nice. podcast guests Evan and Jeff. We we all sat down. And Steph. Steph was there, too. She's been on the podcast. She's and pregnant. Abby. Yeah, she is pregnant. Wow. We just had one person in that room who wasn't on there. We'll get her on there one day. We'll get her. We're coming for you. Um, anyways, uh, we watched that. And then we did a double feature and watched Four Christmases as well. They've oh, never seen it. So big child of divorce it. movie yeah. there. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Nice. Uh, then, of course, I watched The Prestige and uh, Insidious for the first time. Ooh, what'd you think? Which uh, I think it's all right. I like mm-hmm. James Wan. Hey, like, I, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. There's just that one scene, right, where... The like, head the, comes the out. Faces next yeah, behind. The, yeah, it's, yeah. The Darth Maul looking guy is pretty spooky. But um, <laughs> yeah, that that is actually scarier than anything in that whole movie. It's that it little is the most frightening boy song. from the Prestige just hanging out, dancing around. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty fun. Um, and then I rewatched for the first time since I saw it originally, uh, Avatar. Oh, yeah. And you wrote and an article about it. I did write an article about it. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that more next week. Yeah. That so, Avatar, baby. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. It was not as good as I remember. Actually, yeah, no, it was not as good as I remember it. So uh-huh. it was fine. Amazing. Very meh. Love it. Very meh. Yeah. What about you? Uh, me, I also watched a lot of movies this week. Um, first thing I checked out was uh, Senior on Netflix. Uh, this was the Robert Downey Jr. like documentary about his dad. Oh, okay. Um, really cool because it like started off as like a documentary about his dad, but then like his dad starts to like turn sick, so it's like and then so it kind of becomes just like a family like reconnection type of mm-hmm. deal. It was kind of beautiful. Loved it. Um, I finally saw the Fablemans. Nice. Uh, that was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, just Spielberg doing his thing, all good stuff. A lot of movies from filmmakers this year, like about making movies, mm-hmm. so or about their lives. Seems like so. Um, checked that out. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio on Netflix. That I still was need awesome. to see that. It's good. It's really fun. Did um, you end up drafting that one, or did you switch it or drop it, or what I, happened? I first drafted the Disney one, but then mm-hmm. I switched it for Guillermo's. <laughs> Good call there. What a great call that was. Holy cow. (laughs) Um, But it's good. It's a nice reimagining of the story. And it's it's really cute. And it's beautiful. Do you Um, think it'll win Oscar? It might win. I think it's between that and Turning Red probably for animated. I would probably Mm, say right now. I'd be Um, surprised if Turning Red won. I don't uh, know. I don't know if it's that strong. It's good. But I I don't know if it's Oscar winner good. Yeah. I think Pinocchio might be the front runner. And I think they're always impressed with stop motion. So. Yeah. then I went over to Apple TV Plus, Jackson, and watched Love Emancipation. Oh, uh, the Will, Will Smith, Smith one. one. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of seems like it's just come and gone. I think people thought it was going to be maybe in the Oscar conversation, but uh, I think due to the slap circumstances, maybe not. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think they promoted that like even a little bit. No, but uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, it was uh, it was a it was a good. Uh, oh, it was fun. Uh, well, wrong word, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, interesting. It was uh, it was a journey. So he fights an alligator. That's what I'll say. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Anyway. And then Isn't the last... it like in black and white the whole time too? Yeah, it's kind of like this. It's like, yes, it's black and white, but like kind of on the verge of like, is it going to be color? So it's like, it's like dark. It's like gray. I'll say that. Mm. It's gray. <laughs> um, And then my last one, I saw Empire of Light, which is a, a new nice. Sam Mendes film. And I did not care for it. So there's that. What That's did he do with. before? Uh, 1917. Yeah. Um. I think this one is also loosely based on like his childhood, maybe. Um, but it was just it it ain't for me. It was also kind of about the love of movies and it was kind of uh I don't know, a little a little breachy at times, maybe. I don't know. It kinda mm-hmm. hit the mark for me because at the I won't spoil it, but uh Olivia Coleman's good in it, I guess. But the script cool. was just it it ain't it. But uh it was fun. The score was good, Atticus uh what what are their names? I almost said Atticus Ross. <laughs> I was uh, thinking from I was... <laughs> Oh god. Who are you thinking well. of? Who I'm thinking of the social network guys. Um Ross and Reznor. There it is. Oh. Trent Reznor and Ad- <laughs> is it Atticus Ross? Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of Atticus Finch. Yeah, that's uh, who I thought you were thinking of. I, I was, was right. Okay, I was right the first time. Anyway, uh the score was nice. Maybe they'll get a nomination for that. Academy loves them. That's all I was into. I was into a lot. We were both into a lot. Good for us. Yeah, we watched a lot. Yeah, we did. Um, should we should we dive into some magic, Jackson? Let's do it. All right, let's go to I'm ready for my close up. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. And uh, what movie are we talking about today, buddy boy, for the people again? We are talking about Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary, but of course, it probably isn't. The second act is called The Turn. He's obsessed with discovering your method. The magician makes this ordinary something do something extraordinary. Huh. Now you're looking for the secret, but you won't find it. That's why there's a third act called The Prestige. This is the part with the twists and turns. Where lives hang in the balance. Julie, come on! And you see something shocking you've never seen before. Ah! This was built by a man who can actually do what magicians pretend to do. Real magic. I know what you really are! How does he do it? You want the truth. Nothing is impossible. Abracadabra. No more secrets secrets of my life released october 20th 2006 and starring christian bale as alfred borden hugh jackman as robert angier michael kane as john cutter and then of course we have a stunning uh supporting cast of scarlett johansson rebecca hall piper parabo david bowie as nikola tesla and andy circus mm-hmm. pretty fun cast very fun. And then, yeah, let me give you the log line really quick. Please. After a tragic accident, two stage magicians engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other. Hell yeah, brother. I love it. That's pretty good. Are you uh in this situation before we get into like how the movie came to be? Are you Hugh Jackman or are you Christian Bale in this equation if we're dueling magicians? Between the here? two of us? Yeah. You know what's so funny? I thought about this exact question. I was like, I should bring this up. Um, I think I feel like I would be the type of person who, if my wife died, I would just get so lost in my craft that my <laughs> ego becomes like unmanageable. I feel like that's maybe I'm the Hugh Jackman. So you're Hugh here. Jackman. Okay. Maybe. And okay. maybe you're like, you got like this weird twin who's and they're like, like not treating your wife very good. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Half and then of you, you shoot, is. And shoot my fingers off. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. Are Amazing. you the one who gets your fingers shot off or you have to chop them off after? I'll chop them off because I'm a good guy. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm loyal. Anyway. Do you agree with that? Do you think you're the yeah. Christian Bale? 
Oh, that's fine. Yeah, we're both writing diaries to each other and we're trying yeah. to play each other. We love each it. other. God, we love it. We we like to compete, but we just we love each other, man. We can't exist without the other. Am I right? Truly. Oh boy. Anyway, <laughs> do you want, do you want to tell me about the movie? How did it come to be? Well, first I was gonna say why I chose this movie. Oh please! Oh, we got a lot before that. Um, I got excited. <laughs> I know. Um, so I chose this movie because personally, I think this is like one of my favorite Nolan movies. It's either this or another one that made the list that I think I added. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't necessarily feel that way because you're a, a Dark Knight super fan, uh, which is totally cool. But yeah, I think this is like just one of the movies that just like truly kind of blew me away. Like, I don't think a twist has hit as hard as this movie for me. Yeah. And for once, and like, I, again, I'm not normally into like period pieces, but this is one that I think works really, really well. And that I just really enjoy. I'm like, I'm always the same way. Like I, my least favorite movie to watch is like a period piece costume drama mm-hmm. type deal. Like I just get really bored, but like, this is, a, this is thrilling. Yeah. And like I'm a like this uh, this may not be my favorite Nolan movie, but I'm just a big Nolan guy. So I like pretty much love everything he does, with the exception yeah. of a, a few that are hit or miss. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I like that this one isn't you know like I think Nolan's known for like the big budget stuff, and this one's like it has those moments, but it's kind of down to earth a little bit, which yeah. is kind of fun. So so yeah, I like it for that too. It's kind of a a turn in the in a different direction for him so yeah yeah hell yeah when was uh, the first time you saw this movie um uh, i was trying to think about it because i think that like i didn't know who christopher nolan was until i saw the dark knight like in mm-hmm. theaters so i think it was probably after that even though it came out before it so i think i watched the dark knight and i was like i like this guy what else has he done so I think probably 2000, I'll say 2009. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, I came to this movie much later. I think I watched this my senior year of high school for the first time. And I was like, oh, oh nice. this movie slaps. But yeah, so I see, I'd seen a lot of his other like bigger spectacle stuff. Like I saw Interstellar before that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And then I saw, yeah, I saw like all the Batman movies, of course. And so like this was kind of like a much smaller story for him. Mm-hmm. Even though like it does a lot, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like this like simpler story that is really complex, but like packaged so neatly. Hell I think yeah. it's great. I love it. But yeah. Okay. Now how this movie came to be. Carter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if you know this, but this is actually based off of a book. Are you familiar? I did not know that. Okay. So yeah. So the book was written by Christopher Priest and yeah. basically producers approached him uh, to do an adaption of his novel. He was like a couple people I think were wanting to kind of get the rights for the movie, but he, but Nolan had uh, sent him a copy of the movie following mm. uh, to him and he really liked it. And he was like, all right, like I'll support this guy. He kind of like, seems like a up and comer. Like I want to support him. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Um, and then while Nolan was promoting, I think it was, it would have been Memento. Yeah. yeah. In London. Uh, he read the book and then pitched the idea to his brother while they were walking around uh, Highgate, which is this the same location where uh, Angier buries Fallon, like in the oh, cemetery. Okay. Like that's like where they were walking around. Weird. Um, super weird. But apparently, this is like kind of a similar story to how uh, Jonathan Nolan, his brother, pitched Memento, like on a road trip while they were vacationing and stuff, to Christopher Nolan. So I think that's kind of fun that they have this like back and forth dynamic to them mm-hmm. love that so then yeah a, a year later in 2001 the option for the book became available and uh nolan's producers like got a hold of it um and they worked on and off the script for about like or like they worked on and off on the script for about six years while they were doing like a bunch of other movies um oh, weird okay yeah. which is like crazy because like yeah, cause they, they had batman going on also. yeah they had batman begins because like that's where they found um bail what's his what's his name I can't think of his name. Not Christian Bale? No. Not well well, they did find Bale there, but they also oh. found Alfred. Oh, Michael Caine. Yeah. Michael Caine. There it is. There it oh is. my god. I'm such a little dork. Um, okay. Uh but yeah, so like Jonathan and Nolan worked on the film while they were finishing the post production of Insomnia first. Um, and then some some of the major changes during the script from the story were kind of interesting. Um, the novel had a lot of like spiritual spiritualism within it, and I think one of the points in the book whenever angier like turned into 
like whenever he did the transporter at one point he got split into two beings and one was just like ethereal like demon kind of thing and they're like now nah, we're getting rid of that it was like this weird like semi-solid person who could maybe focus it was really weird. oh weird okay they got rid of that probably good. um and then they um specifically added because they kind of did like a story within a story in the book and they didn't want to do that so much so they added like the they kind of like fixed and retooled the journals going back and forth and they mm. also added the scene where Borden's waiting for the gallows to be hung like that was like something that they added gotcha really well yeah that definitely works well so like yeah. him in jail like is not in the movie at all huh or in the book well if it is like it's like done differently like it, it, it's it was like very at the confusing. forefront yeah. yeah okay gotcha interesting um, okay yeah and then so in 2003 uh nolan planned to direct uh he he agreed to direct the movie before mm-hmm. batman begins and then so that production happened and then after that movie released he shifted focus back to the prestige uh where he began negotiations with jackman and bale in 2005 and then like uh like a month later uh in january of after they f- finalized that stuff they did filming of january 16th 2006 and ended in april which was really fast turnaround oh. and then the movie released in october which wow, i thought was super quick that's a pretty crazy schedule yeah geez it's it's kind of unheard of to like film a movie and release it in the same year that's pr- especially one it, of this like yeah. kind of scale so wow they just had so much of it planned beforehand that i think they were able just to like shoot all this stuff like because they had a bunch of like uh like props and like mm-hmm. like miniature sets that they wanted to like do so they built them in nolan's garage and just kind of kept them hanging around and stuff so like Wild. they have like a big vision of what they wanted and I, I guess once it started going they were just really quick with it and efficient with it so i think that's, that's pretty neat yeah that feels like nolan to me i feel like he's a very yeah. like detailed like kind of guy so yeah I, so the that's kind of, yeah, the whole like behind the scenes of how it became to be. Carter, what do you think really works in this movie? I have a lot of things. Um, well, the first thing that I just really love is that Bale and Jackman at the height of like Batman and X-Men mm-hmm. like are doing this. And like, that's so, so true, just, actually. Like, so they're showing people that they're just not like superheroes. Like, mm-hmm. I, so I really appreciate that. First of all, that they can throw their weight around and be dramatic actors. Cause we both know that they, they can be um, the rewatchability of this yeah. movie, probably That's more so. Too. Yeah. than than some of the, a few of the movies we've done, like, yeah, all the movies we've done are like, we, we rewatch them, but I feel like you pick something up every time when you rewatch it. And I think yeah, Nolan I, I, does that a lot. I yeah. definitely think this movie is undeniably better on the second watch. Just because every like mm-hmm. everything clicks for you, like oh my god, they were literally like trying to tell us what was happening the entire time. Yes, yes. Um, like for example, like the opening shot is like all these hats on the ground, and you're like, what <laughs> yeah. the hell is this? Uh-huh. And it's it's just showing you like what the machine did before you even knew what the machine was, which I think is really neat. Um, yeah, and then of course, uh, and then like just with that machine too, like you have Tesla talking to to Hugh Jackman's character, and he's like but have you considered the cost of what this will do? Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, like, money's not an object. And he's like, but have you considered the cost? The cost of it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's like, good. It's so good. Um, And then of course, uh, literally the, like the second or third scene that you see whenever Christian Bale is, is doing the bird trick to this, to this young boy. Mm. And he, the, the boy goes, but where's his brother? Um, Just like yep. completely telling the audience like, Hey, he's got a brother by the way, which I think is like really fun. God, it's um, so good. Yeah. And a cool way to, to do that. And then, of course, Sarah, too, like how she talks about how some days whenever he says that he loves her, like she knows it. But like other days he knows she knows that like he, he doesn't mean it and stuff like that. I think that's really good, too. Yeah. And then like towards the end of the movie, too, when she's like alluding to like, I know who you really are. Like mm-hmm. you think like it's just like talking about like the core of him, but he's literally just another person. <laughs> yeah. So, gosh, that's yeah, that's that's great as well. That line um, was completely improv, by the way. Oh, that's good. That was good not in the script. Go Rebecca Hall. Nice yeah, job. That was wow. a great addition. Huge. Um, a few more for me. Um, just Nolan timeline jumping. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he loves to fuck with time, but I think it's really effective in this one because like you never really know like which timeline you're in, and I like it like bounces around like to confuse you with like a magic trick, Jackson. Yeah. So, 
I can I really like it's like, pretty like streamlined. Like it doesn't feel really disorienting. No, it's time. not. It's it's just enough to feel like you're like watching a magic trick and yeah. like you like don't like you're not looking for the answer. It's like that's why we probably don't want to watch the twist because like the whole monologue at the beginning. Like you're not mm-hmm. looking to find how the trick is solved and things like that. Um, so I like that a lot. Um, I just like the concept of dueling magicians a lot. Yeah. Um, I think that's just really cool. And I love, we mentioned it before. I love that they're reading diaries and like, and like, they're just duping each other. Like they curated diaries for just fake diaries, each other, fake diaries like, where they're both like, and this is why I wrote this fake diary. And they're to like, trick yes, you. you and Jared, you're like, what? And then <laughs> it should be really dumb when it happens again to Borden. It's awesome. But though. it works. It, it just really works. So, cause it's like years later too. So like maybe he wouldn't think to trick yeah. like to get tricked like that it's so good so yeah and, I, and he's dead already too like to his knowledge so he's like why would i think yeah this is like gosh. a prank yeah it's so good and like it creates like this unreliable narrator like mm-hmm. stream too so that makes it really good as well um no, going off of that too i really love how they do the parallels of like the dueling magicians with the like tesla versus edison storyline yeah. like as like the yeah. backdrop of it which is like historically like very true mm-hmm. um and just really really interesting yeah because they're sabotaging each other too pretty much yeah except i don't know if tesla was doing doing sabotaging but like i feel like tesla was less shady much less shadier yeah. than uh edison, than edison burned was. down his factory he killed an elephant yeah, that guy's man. a piece of shit. God, is Thomas Edison the the loser of this movie? I think so. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, um, just the theme of obsession too. Thought it was that's literally a bullet point for me. The theme Let's of go. obsession. Take it away. Yeah, love it. I think it's. I just think it's great. I think it's such a an interesting drive that you normally don't see a protagonist deal with. Like, or if they do, it's like in a healthy way, not to their own demise. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting, like how dedicated to their craft they are, that they're willing to destroy themselves <laughs> and everyone they care about. Yeah. Just magic. to, uh, what's that final line? Just, just to see their face. It was the look on their faces. So yeah. That's what Andrew says at the end that, yeah, that's, that's nice. Um, and then I just, uh, yeah, I just like that with like the magicians are like making your life a performance and mm-hmm. I, I like that, like dedicating yourself to the art. And then finally, my final one is, and maybe a spoiler when we get to favorite scene, but the movie doesn't feel like it's like scenes. It's like, it's just, it's just like all really flows together very naturally. Like mm-hmm. there are, there are scenes in it that I like, but it just feels like it's very lead up. It's and, build up yeah. to like the the, the big, big event. Moment. Yeah, it's because so. it, it it's structured like the magic trick setup I know. that they talk oh, about, which is so it's, interesting. It's brilliant. Yeah, so that's what I got. Do you have any that I didn't touch on? Yeah, oh, I just wanted to talk about one thing too about how I think it's really like whenever Michael Caine goes on his whole spiel of like they don't want to know how the trick is done because like mm-hmm. it kind of ruins it. Yeah, and how that how it parallels really well with this story of how like we know that Hugh Jackman's character has this super complex machine that can duplicate things and allow you to, and we know how he does this trick and it's like really like magical and fantastical and amazing, but it's not as good as the reveal at the very end where Christian Bale has a twin brother. And it's like, that's like the big, like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And like, I don't know. I think that's the perfect summation of like what he meant when he was talking about that. Absolutely. Totally with you there. Boom. Boom. That's what I got. I have nothing Wait, else there. Who's your uh, favorite performance? Oh, it's tough. Um, right. Like I have a bunch of people written down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I think it's Hugh Jackman for me. Interesting. Um, okay. Maybe like it, it, it's Bale or Jackman. Obviously it's Bale for me slightly. Over well, that's, that's, I just like, cause we're kind of following Jackman more in like mm-hmm. the middle part of the movie. And I just find like his obsession very like, I guess Bale's like, you don't really see until the very end, like how much he actually sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like that huge, like, I guess Jackman's is maybe a louder performance. So maybe that's why I'm saying yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I just, I think maybe because I just like seeing him playing the, the double as well when he's the drunk that's guy. That's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the main difference was between them? Like um, he had like a prosthetic looks. nose, mm-hmm. and there was like, did he put some false teeth in too, or something? Uh, he might have. But one thing that I thought was really funny is he—they gave him prosthetic earlobes. 
<laughs> Did they really? Was he yeah. shorter than him too? I feel like they might have done something with that too. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Stack <laughs> earlobes. Yeah, for me, for me, I think it's Jackman, but I can easily see the case for Bale too. So why don't you? You can speak to Bale. Yeah, there was just something about Bale's that I just liked a little bit more. Maybe because he was playing two people and like mm-hmm. it. It. I don't know. There's just something a little bit more complicated about it because I'm sure he had to know like, okay, well now I'm playing this version of yeah, him. I don't love this woman the... now, and yeah. now I gotta be this like. I don't know. I just think there's something about that that's like a little bit more complex. Yeah. That I that I enjoyed. I just love that they're they just walk around like London in different beards and goat and mustaches and <laughs> the stuff. Fake disguises is so funny. You could a fake beard can get you so far in Truly. the 1800s. They'll hand you a gun, like you can shoot your buddy. Like it's crazy. Oh, it's awesome. It's wild. Um, but I do have to give honorable mention to David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's awesome in this movie. Yeah. Uh, his entrance is badass. Walking through the lightning, uh, it's just so cool. And you think it's gonna be like really dumb when like a musician comes in to try to to do something, but it's like he's very contained mm-hmm. and he's very cool as Tesla. So I like him a lot. Also, I have a trivia fact that I'll just go ahead and say now since we're talking about David Bowie. Ooh, he originally please. turned down the role for <sighs> Tesla, and Nolan flew out to talk to him directly. And told him that he was like the only person he envisioned for the role. Amazing. Specifically because he knew that like his star power and just like who he was as a person would like ooze into this like plot and like make sense as to why he could make this teleporting invention. And like why it would make it more believable. And like I totally get it. Yeah. If anyone could do it, it's Ziggy Stardust. So that's sick. I love that. And then he after that he was like, all right, I'll do it. And so I think that's pretty neat. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm glad he did it. Um, Michael Caine also, uh, mm-hmm. very solid just as the, and also kind of a, like he just bounces back and forth between these guys. Um, so he, he's fun too, as kind of the, the man to like give them their platform and stuff. So I like him there. He's kind of like an evil Alfred, like from Batman. He is. Too. Yeah. Like he's definitely playing like a, sh- like a shittier guy, which is kind of fun to watch him. Do. Yeah. Cause like he just bounces loyalties kind of around, like mm-hmm. just to, yeah, just to be uh, still in the game. So that's fun. Uh, Rebecca Hall, we mentioned. Um, I did not know that line was improv, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love her whole dynamic, like with the, like, you don't love me today. Like, I know that makes mm-hmm. like the days that you do mean more. I think that's a, that's a very fun narrative. Uh, it's really sad. It, it's really sad. <laughs> that's so fucked up. Uh, and then she's like, just chill with it, I guess. So that's tough. Um, what do you feel about how do you feel about ScarJo? How do you feel about her? I it's so weird seeing her and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know. I like her. I think she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I was almost just like everyone else I wasn't distracted by like their star power, but for some reason for her a little bit I was. Was it the British accent for you? Is was it weird <laughs> that she had a British accent? So okay. So in doing research for this movie, her accent is so bad that uh, a fan theory was like started that she's not actually from that area and she has like her own like weird past like everybody else does which i think oh is really okay well we can roll with that anything because like the, ma- Scarjo. the main guys like they they talk about this in like the first act about how like they don't give their real names like the whole movie yeah uh-huh so i don't know i think that's kind of like it adds a little bit to her character even though it's probably just a weird acting choice yeah but yeah well, that's fun. She she was good, uh, but yeah, it, it is weird to just like see her in in this early stuff now. Um, she's also like not in the back half of the movie. Like, yeah, she all. just kind of disappears. Like, she's just gone. Uh, strangely, who knows? But she kind of leaves, I guess, when like Rebecca Hall's character hangs herself, maybe. So yeah, a little yeah, depressing. A little depressing. <laughs> uh, and then shout outs to Andy Circus because mm-hmm. uh, he's always great, and he always has that. I have now discovered that. Maybe I always thought like his Gollum smile was like he purposely was doing that, but he smiles in this movie and it just looks like Gollum. So I think it's <laughs> it just how out. he smiles. I think it's just how he smiles. He's got I like him. Smile. He's great. He's a great actor. I love seeing actually him and stuff as opposed to like, I mean, he does great mocap work and things like that, mm-hmm. but I love seeing him because I think he's just a great actor on his own too. So um, yeah. And then shout out to Piper Parabo for being mm-hmm. the girl who drowns. I know her from Cheaper by the Dozen. That's where I know her from. Oh, really? Uh, I, don't, I didn't. Who is she in that? She's the older. She's the Ashton. Kutcher, the one that dates so. Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
They set me on fire. Okay. Anyway. They soak his underwear in meat. That's genius. God, good stuff. Any other people you want to shout out? No, I think you 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 nailed it. Nice. Booyah. Favorite scene. I got a few. Okay. Um I I don't I, I'm not gonna say that this is my favorite scene, but it's this the tense scene of her trying to slip the rope and her drowning in the box. I it's so it's stressful. Very stressful and a good way to build the anticipation of the movie mm-hmm. going forward. Same with like the catch the bullet scene. Yeah. Uh, all those are really stressful. The first one that's really does it for me is um, the, when they're constructing the, the dove cage mm-hmm. uh, box thing, and then going into that first performance where Borden comes on stage and just sabotages it and this <laughs> kills, poor woman. The, kills the bird and like breaks her fingers or something. And, yeah, that's a tough look. Um, but that, but I, I think the one that like visually I love is the light bulbs in the field. Where are the wires? Exactly. And where's the generator? You saw it last week. Well, that must be ten miles from here. Fifteen. And I have to ride all of them before I get to bed. I'll send word for you in a few days, Mr. Angier. Magic. Real magic. Yeah. Um, well, he's like, where are the wires? And he's like, wow, real magic. That was so based I, on a real experiment that they did in Colorado that's, Springs. That's so cool. It's so, so neat. I, I just thought it was a beautiful construction, like cinematography wise. I thought that was really cool. Um, those are a few. Uh, what about you? You got any more? I, I have more, but I'll toss to you. Yeah, I mean, mine is obviously mostly just like towards the end, like where everything's kind of Big coming together. Yeah. yeah, but like specifically when um, when Christian Bale's character is hanged and he mm. dies, yeah, um, and then emerges somewhere else, it like totally mirrors like the whole trick that both of them have been doing the whole time, which I think is just <laughs> yeah. amazing. But it kind of mirrors like uh, Hugh Jackman. To, because like he's dying and then emerging somewhere else which is like mm-hmm. obviously what he's been doing but then like to incorporate the rubber ball with the gunshot i thought was really cool too so good. and then and then of course where they have their back and forth and kind of like reveal all of their mysteries and and, and such i think is just phenomenal that's when you were fallen the whole time no we were both fallen we were both boarding. We were the one who went into the box, or the one who came back out. We took turns. The trick is where we would swap. Got to knew, but I told him it was too simple, too easy. No. Simple maybe, but not easy. There's nothing easy about two men sharing one life. Yeah, I think obviously that the whole final moment where they're in the basement is mm-hmm. just uh that's the big thing right there. That's the whole movie summed up into one. So yeah. and I do like the reveal of when they find the top hat duplicates everything too. Mm-hmm. Uh I just like that too when the cats are like meowing at each other and <laughs> I was so felt so bad. Why do they have to volunteer his his pet, man? That's that's not Yeah, cool. he was he was like, You're responsible for this animal doctor. And you're like, Am I? So I would like, not volunteer my cat for a for a scientific no, no, I would not. Poor Pip or Odie could not Poor Pip and Odie. Poor that. Um I think that I also just like the way it's shot when we discovered the when we first discover when he gets in the cabinets and bounces the ball and catches it, I just like how it's filmed because you don't see it the first time; you just hear the ball bouncing. Yeah, that is fun. I just like that a lot. And then like Angier's like, "It was the greatest magic trick I've ever seen." And you're like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. goosebumps!" And it's kind of funny because like it is just a guy stepping out of another closet. <laughs> like it's not that crazy, but like it is at the same time. Is he a bad magician this whole time? Apparently, this was like an actual trick that like around that time like people were doing with like brothers doubles. and doubles and stuff which i think is pretty fun 
pretty cool. Yeah, and I like all the Mr. Mr. Root double stuff. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, especially whenever they move like the bag that he falls on and he just Oh, like, and he breaks his oh, leg and, and oh, you're like, it's oh, so bad. And the noise. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good too. Um yeah, I think that's all. And then I of got. course when uh Christian Bale like sabas that again. And like he comes out and like promotes his own show. I thought that <laughs> yeah. was pretty cool. Across the streets. And you're like, oh shit, that's good yeah, marketing. Good for that you. That was pretty man. cool. Yeah. So that's all good too. Um, and I like the first reveal of like the electrical trick too. I, mm-hmm. and it works the first time. I think that's cool. So yeah. Ooh, and then also when Michael Caine tells Hugh Jackman how he lied about the drowning and he goes, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Take a minute to consider your achievement. I once told you about a sailor who drowned. And then he goes, yes, he said it. He said it was like going home. He goes, I lied. He said it was agony. That is the biggest fuck you I have ever heard in any movie. And it is so satisfying that it's coming from Michael Caine. Yeah. And then he just, he says that and then he sends in Borden to shoot him. (laughs) It's crazy. It's big tough. It's Uh, so gangster. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Michael Caine, man. Maybe he wins the movie. I don't know. He's behind it all. He's um, so good in it. God, he is good. He's just in every Nolan movie now, and I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm so okay happy with that. that. I can't wait to see. Is he an Oppenheimer? Do we know? I hope he he's is. He's the bomb. He's the bomb. He voices it. Hey, it's all practical, man. They, <laughs> they did, did it. set one off. It did something. I don't know what it is, but we'll find out. Anyway, we digress. Any other favorite scenes for you? Uh, no, I think we covered a lot of them. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. What could have been better, Jackson? Okay, so this is tough because I truly do like everything. And I think, mm-hmm. like, again, it, it like it all flows to, like, one result. And I do like that. I think you either could go harder with the Tesla stuff and, like, show more of it and kind of, like, understand that a little bit more. Or just, like, pull it back just a little bit. Okay. I don't know what, what the happy medium is there. But I think I could have done with more or just, like, slightly less. Yeah. My, uh, that's fair. I just, I probably could have wanted, I probably wanted more because I just wanted more David Bowie, I think it's selfishly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like people don't understand how crazy their rivalry was. And maybe if you show too much of it, like it undercuts like the magician rivalry that they have going on. I don't know. But like, I don't know. Something with that would have been kind of interesting to dive deeper into. Would it help if you like saw Edison at any point? Yeah, that... well, yeah, spoiler alert. That's one of my things I'll talk about later. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Good to know. Good but yeah, know. I think that would be cool. Cool. My my only thing I wrote down in terms of like the the rewatchability and big reveals, when you're watching the movie now, like is the Mr. Fallon twin reveal, is it just slightly hacky? Like, or do you watch it and you're like, well, that's dumb. I should have seen that the whole time. Or is that part of the strength of the movie? I think it makes it stronger because yeah. they commit to it so hard. They chop off their fingers to match the other one's fingers. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm with you. I just thought I'd play devil's advocate. I think but it's pretty I, fun. I think it's fun too. Um, my And then my only other one is that just like Tesla, that name has not aged well. So but that's, <laughs> that's true. That's no fault. <laughs> that's not of, his fault. No, it's no fault of Christopher Nolan or Nikola Tesla. So <laughs> Elon, if you're listening. How does that work? Can you just like name your company after someone else famous and then like if they're dead for a, I think it works like if they're dead for a hundred years, your name if you're a public figure, it becomes public domain. So Oh, is that uh, how that works? That's why there's like, you know, um Samuel Adams beer. Like that's why there's Oh weird. I never considered like the IP being yourself. Yeah. I, so... Like I never I guess like that I because I knew how IP laws work. I didn't know if that's how it Apply to to your own being. That's kind of weird. Yeah, I guess if you're a public figure and you don't do anything with your naming rights, go at it. So weird. So do you want to open the Thomas Edison light bulb? No, Thomas Edison beer. I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah, that's the (laughs) Edison elephant peanuts or something like that. There you go. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's all I got. This is a pretty airtight movie as as and actually, I mean, as most Nolan movies go, they usually aren't. There's usually a lot of like, here's mm-hmm. the spectacle, like just just embrace it and accept it. But this one feels pretty airtight to me, other than the ScarJo stuff, which we already kind of mentioned. But yeah, yeah, that's all for me. Sweet. Um. Okay. So trivia facts I got for you. So, Ooh. um, Nolan broke the traditional uh like period piece like filming approach. I don't know if you noticed. He used handheld cameras like the entire time, basically. 
Oh, good. Um, nice. Which I don't know if you like, like usually for, for period pieces, it's like not handheld, which I think was kind of cool. That's fun. That, that makes and, it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And then he also tried to use no artificial light when filming. Oh, so, nice. so it was all like natural. Of, of period. Yeah. Oh, that's which I think I think it really makes it feel like that, which I think was pretty cool. And nice. uh, they also use a lot of like practical locations. And um, the only stage set that they built for the entire film was um, the section that Angier falls into uh, under the stage. Oh, cool. That's like the only built set that they had, which I thought was pretty cool. Wow. Well, I just have to shout out then just like the foggy like Tesla area. Like mm-hmm. all of that is just gorgeous. So yeah. That's cool. That that's yeah. Fun. So Jonathan Nolan visited Colorado Springs to research the Tesla stuff um, and base the electric bulb scene on the actual experiment, which I, I talked to you about. Yeah. Um, nice. We talked about how David Bowie turned down the role mm-hmm. and how Rebecca Hall ad libbed the I know what you are line. Classic. And, oh, my God, I talked about so many of these. Uh, the pre-visual models and visual aids were designed by Nathan Crowley in Nolan's garage, which is pretty cool. Hell, yeah. This one, I think, is really interesting. There is an average of one time jump per minute in this movie. One time jump per minute. Wow. Okay. That, wow. <laughs> which you would not think. There's 146 total time jumps of, like, going back and forth. Wow. Can which you I imagine... It's so, so seamless. When you're like writing a script, right? Do mm-hmm. you are you writing all of these like when you're reading this? Those script, are yeah, those are script directions. Have you, you got to be really confused when you're reading that script, or like that's got to be? Yeah, I wonder how that script reads because yeah, I'm sure yeah. like that would be kind of confusing if you don't see the whole picture right away, wow, especially because it's probably showing you exactly where you are in the story at that yeah. moment. I'd like which to just read that maybe script. a little confusing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'd like to read that. Wow. Okay. So you know how they were talking in that movie about this like old Asian magician who was like, what's his secret? So Carter, I have some weird history about who this guy actually was. He was a real, he was was a real dude. Oh, boy. Uh, the character was named Chung Ling Su Uh and he was created by William Ellsworth Robinson Carter, if you oh. if you hear that name, it sounds kind of white, and that's because that guy was a white man who oh, disguised God. himself as a Chinese man uh, to cash in on audiences' enthusiasm for the exotic. Oh, um, no. He lived as this character, um, never breaking a wall in public. Um, he died in March 1918 when a bullet catch trick went wrong. Oh, uh, his his last words were, "My God, I've been shot." And they were the first English he had spoken <laughs> on stage in 19 years. Wow. Is that uh, insane? Very blunt. I'm yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, man. Is the Was the actor that portrayed him, was he also white playing an I Asian don't man? know. That would have been really – I should have looked into that because that would have been kind of interesting. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Wow. Because yeah, I was going to say, when we, get to, that guy. when we get to canceled for the movie, we could just say this man was that canceled guy. in real life. For sure. Wow, they did. Isn't that the, crazy? Yeah, that's wow. Dedicated to his craft, crazy. so he didn't have a limp or anything like they say in the movie. Wow. No. Wow. Wild. That's, that's wild. Yeah. The Chinaman. That's what they called him. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Different time. Different time. Different time. Different time. Different time. Different time. Wow, <gasps> that's wild. Yeah. I think that's so crazy. Anyways, um, Sam Mendes, speaking of, almost directed hey. The Prestige as a follow-up to American Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but Priest decided to go with Nolan after seeing Following, which we talked about. Um, Alfred Borden's infant was played by one of Christopher Nolan's kids, which I think is neat. Oh, adorable. Love that. She's um, cutie. This one's probably, I bet you know this one. But uh, main characters, Alfred Borden and Robert Angier's initials combined spell Abra. Which is <laughs> oh. the first part of Abracadabra. That was intentional. I did not know that. That's like in uh like in Inception. I mean, he loves doing that with names. In Inception, all the main characters first initials spell out dreams. So Oh, that's so, fun. I didn't know that. Well, this stuff. is from the book, but I think that's pretty neat. Nice. I but love yeah, that. I that's a fun little that. Easter egg. Um this one I thought was really interesting. It is confirmed in the book that the twins played by Bale are named Albert and Frederick, combined together for the name Alfred. Wow. <laughs> and and this Bernard hurts. Fallon is an anagram for Alfred Borden. Good God, man. It's just I his didn't, letters rearranged. I did not know this. 
wow god <laughs> i appreciate neat, huh? the movie even more now i god. know good screenplays when wow. tesla's machines are be exhibited at the royal albert hall uh which is like whenever hugh jackman wants to like see if see this guy for himself for the first time mm-hmm. there's this guy who stands up and, in, and objects to the invention he's talking about how it's super dangerous and it should be shut down uh-huh. this same guy shows up in colorado springs later and confirms that he was like a plant sent by edison oh that's so, cool like, to like harass the presentation, which I think is really cool. That's hyped. And even pick up on that. Wow, yeah. that's good. See, like the rewatchability of this. You could watch it's this so like good. 20 times and pick up on that on the 21st time. Yeah. And wow. then finally, I don't this one like just hit me and I never really thought about it before. Both of the magicians die the same way their wives died, drowning and being hanged. That is tough. Mm-hmm. Uh I only I guess I didn't pick up on the I guess that's kind of obvious. Like it I, is obvious, but you don't really think about you it. Don't think but about it. You only it is interesting because like you kind of get that on the first. I get that with the Hugh Jackman one because mm-hmm. like he's sticking his head in the in like the sink at like mm-hmm. right when his wife dies, and so like oh god, that's back, so, so terrible. Yeah. So wow, good stuff. God, I love that. Right? I love all that. Those were good trivia. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. Well done. All right, moving to the box office, it had a pretty low budget of $40 million wow. and uh, a $53 million domestic box office, nice. which is not very much, um, uh, and great, but... a worldwide gross totaling $109.7 million. Uh, okay. for, for Nolan, this is pretty low. Yeah, definitely. Uh, obviously, Definitely. this is him. Like I, I imagine Batman Begins did much better. I don't, I don't know how much. Better, yeah, but, I would. But say I imagine so. for for period pieces, this is probably decent. pretty decent. Yeah. yeah, I think the star power helps tremendously. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, award seasons. This had two Oscar nominations: one for best achievement in cinematography. Nice. Is that still a category? Yeah, cinematography. That's still a category. Yeah. Okay, just want yeah. to make sure. And then best achievement in art direction. I don't think that's a category anymore, though. Right? It's not. I think it's just production design now. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Wow, that's criminal. Should have had more. I agree. Give me I a agree. screenplay nom. Jeez, I think this was his like historically like a pretty soft Oscar year. I'm pretty sure. So, really? Yeah, I don't think the nominees were strong this year, if I can remember mm. correctly. But this was the Departed year, I think. So, uh, this was the Scorsese year for sure. So, nice. Sweet. Do you want a sequel? No, I don't. I think it's Same. uh I think it's perfect the way it is. It it ends kind of I don't want to say it ends ambiguously, because like obviously you know what happened, but like mm-hmm. it ends in the perfect note. Like I don't need to know anything more about these people, leave it at that. And neither do you, because that's the trick. <laughs> but yeah, no sequel for me. Thank you. I agree. Uh do you remove a character? I'll give you a joke answer and okay. I'll give you a real answer. Okay. Uh, my joke answer is remove David Bowie, and no. uh, and put Elon Musk in there. That's no, I hate that. Yep, hate that also. So I'm going to move on from that. Um, so I think it's kind of around the same time, roughly. What if we get Hugh Jackman as PT Barnum in here, hustling <laughs> around? Because <laughs> like Man. he's also trying to be a showman, and like maybe he they tried to get him to be the. Du- it's a whole thing. If that know. movie actually talked about how terrible of a person that P.T. Barnum actually was, I think that movie would be so much more interesting. Hey, but he's a heck uh, of a good singer, so. That's true. There you go. <laughs> he employed a lot of people, Jackson. That's true. Some <laughs> of them he kept in chains, I'm which we won't to... talk about. No, we won't. <laughs> anyway, that, what about you? Those are my jokey answers. Um. Yeah, I like if you have to remove someone, I feel like Andy Serkis is maybe like the one person who like, can be removed and like you yeah. can still move the plot around which which sucks because i really like andy Sergis. so i would i would keep him if if i could yeah. but if i had to um that's who i'd probably kick out um and if i would to add a character i think adding thomas edison into this would be really interesting and maybe cast like a kenneth Branagh or something like that for oh thomas i was edison. i was gonna ask if you would cast another like rock star in the role that'd be fun too i was just to thinking of like him. nolan alums in retrospect um, oh, yeah. I guess at the time he wasn't an alum, but I don't know. Someone someone like that I think would be kind of fun. Nice. Morgan Freeman. Sure, why not? <laughs> sure. As Thomas Freeman. Edison. We we have rewritten history and Thomas Edison was black. I love it. Cool. Love it. Hamilton, right. who? Anyway. Carter. Let's put yes. it to the test. Immortals. 
We'll put their name to the test. Ooh, let's do it, buddy boy. Does it pass the Bechdel test? I'm going to say no. It does not. There are women who are named. They do not talk to each other. <laughs> um, and if they did talk to each other, which they plan to in this, like the story, like she, Scarlett Johansson's character talks about how she wanted to talk to her, but mm. it would have been about, about a man. So no, even if that conversation happened, it would not have passed. Yeah. Like they were at the dinner table for a brief moment, but then yeah. she leaves. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. close. Does it pass the Rick Dalton meme test? Hell yeah. In the first like <laughs> five minutes of the movie. Yes. Very, yeah. Probably the fastest one we've had so far. I think so. Yeah. So congrats. Congrats to you. The mm-hmm, prestige. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And then moving on to who's canceled and why I have a couple. Oh, um, Hugh Jackman. I looked him up. Pretty oh, clean no. record. Pretty, oh, yeah. pretty clean record. Okay. But during, uh, Right after when George Floyd was killed by the police, he oh, did no. post a photo of a black guy hugging a police officer, and uh, everyone was really mad at him. Oh, Hugh, Hugh, it was, it was, it was bad. It was in poor taste. Let's uh, let's be honest. That's tough. Um, He's Australian. We can excuse it. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it was, he was trying right. his best. Um, oh, yeah. Not, not the worst thing. Not the worst. As, not as the worst. Go. Yeah. Um. Then of course for Christian Bale we have the Terminator Salvation moment where he screams on set <laughs> at everyone. Last I feel like we mentioned this before. Um. We have. I think we played it in the American Psycho episode. So let's do it again. Kick your fucking ass! I want you off the fucking set, you prick! Sorry. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The the fuck are you? doing there was amazing (laughs) never gets old i feel like okay i feel like hugh jackman would be fun to hang out with in real life i feel like christian bale would not be nice no i don't think so yeah like maybe he's mellowed out like he has a wife now that maybe i think has mellowed him out uh he said that once at an acceptance speech but i think he still would be kind of a pain in the ass to yeah like i just feel like he's a great actor i love to watch him i just don't think i would want to hang out with him but hugh jackman I could. I think that's the best actors. I think the best actors yeah. are a pain in the ass in real life to work with. So, mm-hmm. or to like interact with. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. Moving on to Scarlett Johansson. Oh, no. Um, who <laughs> I think I can defend one of these things because she played uh, Ghost a in the Shell. In Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> and I'm going to slightly, slightly defend it because it. the whole point of her character in Ghost in the Shell is that she's transhumanist. And she was an Asian person, but now isn't and is a completely different person who doesn't remember her past life. So I think it like kind of works like she wasn't explicitly um, white or anything in like the animated uh, movie or the graphic novel that it's based off of. But I feel like it kind of works and like you still kind of get that stuff, even though like it's like a little poorly executed. Okay, but there was a time where she took the role of she was going to play like a, in a biopic about a trans man who like ran this like club or something and Ooh. uh she turned it down because everyone was like you should not do that <laughs> and she was like you know what that's fair but she uh, was going to unless someone she told was her going to, to. So. okay yeah okay um Enough. but yeah and then moving on to our characters of alfred borden also wait uh, really quick david bowie is he like weird did he do stuff i think he's okay i mean he was just a weird like he was just a weird guy like a performer I think he's okay. Uh, I don't guess. Oh I no! Oh, oh, I got. It. I just read something. Uh-oh. Oh no! Oh There's, no! <laughs> there is two two articles when I when I typed in David Bowie controversy. Oh, one God. is the complicated sexual history of David Bowie. Well, wow. and the other one is David Bowie and the fifteen year old girls. <laughs> oh no! Um, different time. Okay. Different time. Hold on. Hold on. No, <laughs> Ooh, it's 1970s. I don't know how different it is. Okay. Oh boy. Um. However, the Space Oddity singer might have <laughs> might have a past. Uh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh. In the 1970s, Bowie allegedly had sex with an underage girl. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. It's really hard to uh speak ill of the dead. Um. But, I'll do it. Ew, okay. Okay. I mean, we did it. We I think we trampled on Sean Connery's grave. Not uh, so. David <laughs> Bowie makes great music. If, there you if go. that's true, that's really not good, though. Yeah, Ugh. that's tough. Oof. Oof. Anywho. Anyways. Ground control. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to oh. Alfred Borden, uh, who is Christian Bale's character. Oh, the characters. Um, I really thought it was fucked up how he had to uh 
get revenge after Angier got revenge on him for killing his wife. Because let's be real, he is half responsible for it. One of them did it. Which again, whenever he asks, which knot did you tie? I don't know. It's because he know. was the other one. Because yeah. he didn't do it. I think that's pretty cool. Classic. Um, but I thought him getting revenge was stupid, especially because he injured a random woman who is completely innocent. Like, what did she have to do with it? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's fucked up. up. Yeah. Um, also <laughs> on my bullet list, I have prefers magic over being nice to over being nice to women, which is true. He yeah. he just likes magic more than being kind to women. And he's British. <laughs> and he's British. That's tough. Double Moving whammy. on to Robert Angier, who is Jackman's character. He says, I don't care about my wife. I care about his secret. Fuck you, man. That's Yeah, that up. was tough. I mean, he had a moment where like, you thought he was going to be like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. He, but he was just like, he carried on. So. Yeah, he kind of was like, no, nah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine. I said um, Also British. And then, of course, <laughs> the highly unethical killing of himself over and over again. Yeah, which I thought this was pretty cool because like he talks about how he doesn't know if he's like killing himself every time whenever he steps onto that platform. Like he doesn't know if he goes into the tank or if he's teleported because he has the same memories regardless. Yeah, his consciousness goes into the clone, which is well, not well, depends on how you view, I guess, like philosophically, like, like from my perspective. He he experiences death, but a version of him that has all of the same memories from when he stepped onto the platform doesn't. Also, so it's hard yeah. to say from like an outside perspective which one's which. It's a but slippery like, slope. Only the person who is in the tank knows, which is like so scary. Ooh, Truly terrible. Yeah, Ooh, that's commitment. Uh, yeah, for the art, for the performance, love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're moving on to quotes from the movie you'd put on your gravestone. What do you got, Carter? Uh, I got a few, um, uh, but I think I like, are you watching closely a lot? That's also one of mine. That's yeah. good. Um, and then I don't care about the man in the box. <laughs> it's also one of mine, which I think I'm is a, funny. Cause I'm in a box. <laughs> the man who disappears. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, what about you? You got anywhere? Uh, I have two more abracadabra. Just funny. Yeah, that's good. And the secret impresses no one. The trick you use it for is everything. Ooh, I like I that. That's neat. I like that. I guess I could throw in a, it was the look on their faces as well. That's good too. That's good too. Cool. Carter, you want to move on to the list is life? Uh, Yeah, actually, can I just quickly shout out one thing that I forgot to mention earlier? Of course. Um, I really like that uh, when like um, Michael Keaton, Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton. <laughs> he has a quick cameo. Um, okay. When Michael Caine and Hugh Jackman, when they're meeting up, like I just love that he finds the answer at the bottom of a pint glass. I just like that, that is a lot. fun. I yeah. think that's just really fun. So that's showmanship right there. Yeah, God, I love it. Anyway, that's all. That's all I got for you. <laughs> anyway, we can move on to the list. Of Sweet. Now. <laughs> the list is an absolute good. The list is life. All um, right. Where do you want to rank this amongst our top one hundred? So we both gave this five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By the way, this was critically not received super well. It's like it got like 60s and 70s. You know what, Jackson? That's bullshit. I agree. I think it's bullshit. So I kind of want to, in a situation like this, um, I think we need to say, I'm just comparing Christian Bale stuff right now. Um, Well, let's start with Nolan. Do you think it should go above Dark Knight or below Dark Knight? I think it should, personally. I, I said two things and you said yes. Yes. I think it should go above. Oh, okay. Sorry. I Sorry, said should it should go above or below. My bad. My bad. Yes. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Uh, you yes. I think it should go okay. above. Yeah. Okay. So do you think it goes above Titanic? Uh, I think it could. I'm I okay think it, with putting it. I up. think it could. Let's do it. Um, okay. Does it go above American Psycho? This is where I'm having trouble. I think he's around mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy and American Psycho. I don't know if it's above them, in between, or below. I'll let you decide. Oh, God. Um, I'm just in terms of storytelling, they both have awesome endings Psycho and mm-hmm. Prestige. Gosh. I think Butch did more for, like, quote, cinema. Sure. 
Um, I think, so and I, to be fair, it's it's a better bail performance in American Psycho. If that's like maybe a tiebreaker for you, so maybe okay. So how about we let's do below Butch and above Psycho? Oh, okay, sure. Does that feel does that feel good? I'm cool with that. I like that. Let's do that. Sweet. That feels that feels right for me. That number six. Okay, that's cool. Now we got four out of fourteen. It's at mm-hmm. number six. I think that's a good spot for it. All right, and then moving on to our recurring actors list. Do you want to name off what we got? Yes, I would love to. Uh, we have three so far. Uh, we have Jamie Lee Curtis at the bottom of the pile mm-hmm. uh, with Everything Everywhere All at Once and Knives Out. Christian Bale with American Psycho and The Dark Knight. And Bradley Cooper at the top with A Star is Born and Silver Linings. Sweet. So let's start with Bale. Um, Does it move him up? Him. That's the question. Does it? What do you think? Who's above him again? Sorry, I, I was uh, reading something. Brad, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Above. I think it moves him up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Amazing. One so, more for the books. So I like it. B. Coops moves down. Christian Bale moves up. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the only other one is Michael Caine. Jackson. Yeah. So I was going to ask, should we count him on this list? I think we should. I think we should. If we're counting Jamie Lee in a supporting role. Because he'll show up again in Interstellar. Oh, yeah. He'll be back. So, in a I very think, small role. but um, I think we can put him above Jamie, Jamie Lee? Lee Curtis. I agree. He's great. But Michael Caine, I mean, come on. So I charming. Just, yeah, I just love that. Like, And also the two sides of Michael Caine. Like you said it best. Like We see an evil Alfred and, an, and a good Alfred. So yeah. I, think, I think that's a fitting spot. Speaking of, with uh, Andy Serkis in that movie, two Alfreds in that movie kind of weird and the third one because Hugh Jackman's character's name Alfred or wow. sorry uh, Christian Bale is Alfred wow there you go blew my blown up brain Alfred's. there how about that uh, and now I guess we'll start this will be our first on we'll do a director's list as well mm-hmm. uh, wait really so, quick is Hugh Jackman gonna show up on our list again Um, I don't know if he is mm. um, it's a shame I don't think so I think you're right so okay. I was just cause, curious because we didn't do if prisoners were on, he would, but I don't think yeah. he will. So Fair anyway, enough. shout out to Hugh Jackman. Shout he's, out. He's a, he's a good actor and he supports cops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so to the director's list, um, we will just have uh, Christopher Nolan right now at the top. So um, we'll see if that Sweet. changes. We'll add some as we go, but that's it. Am I missing anyone from the movie? That's also carried over. I think that's it. I I did Scar some... Joe. She'll she'll see? pop up later. Um yeah. and also Andy Circus will pop up later. Yeah. Um David Bowie will not. So No Labyrinth. No Labyrinth. Okay. No Labyrinth, no Zoolander. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're good. So wonderful. Cool. Um Jackson, you feeling lucky? You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you punk? I'm feeling lucky. Um, I did not get the random number generator up. I'm bringing it up now. That's okay. While you do, I'll discuss, is it a date movie? I think it is. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I actually, I watched it with Lauren. So I watched it with Abby. So I think it is. And she had seen it before. This is Lauren doesn't watch a lot of movies. So Mm -hmm. it was, uh, very rare to find one that she actually, uh, had seen. So shout out to the prestige. You have Mm -hmm. carryover, I think. Yeah. This was Abby's first time rewatching. And we had one of uh, our friends over too. And they had never seen it. So every time like something happened that like like was like an homage to like stuff for later, me and Abby kept looking at each other and she was like, Oh my god, this is so much better on the second time. So you definitely going... watch it a second time if you didn't love it the first time. You were going <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um okay, I've got I've got it pulled up. We have one to eighty six now, and we will actually this will be in two weeks because mm-hmm. next week we're gonna review Avatar the Way of Water and we'll talk more about avatar because jackson wrote a baller article about avatar oh, thank the history you. of it you're quite welcome and uh we'll discuss it so but first uh we're going to dive in to the random number generator one to 86 and clicking oh boy <laughs> jackson what i got number three <clears throat> we are Ooh. going all the way up to 1939 mr smith goes to washington hey, i haven't seen this i'm very excited Oh boy, here we go. Oh, cool. I hear good things about this movie. It's so. exciting. And I it's think, exciting. Uh, prescient in our times. So very cool. exciting. I think that's so. HBO Max. 
Yes, it is. I think. Yes. I And sorry to the listeners. I thought Prestige was on HBO Max. It we had to rent like, it. I feel like it was a week ago. Like, what the hell? It was so, recently. I do remember seeing it. Because I definitely saw it. Um, But this is definitely <laughs> on there because this is a criterion. So. Yeah. Um, Amazing. We will talk about that in two weeks. Uh, We'll talk about some Avatar and Jake Sully next week. God, what mm-hmm. a guy. What a guy. Um, and with that, Jackson, we're done. We did it. Woo! Uh, Jackson, where can they follow us on Instagram if they aren't? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod, and they can follow us there. Click our link tree. Go see our like newest episodes and stuff. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please give us a follow. That way you can get notifications for when new stuff shows up, and that'll just be right on your feed, and that's pretty cool. That it will. Um, reach out to us. DM us. Let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to have you on, or we'd love to read your angry comments. So just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let would. us know. That'd be fun. Haters so, are our motivators. So we love them. Bring them on. Oh, uh, Carter, where can yeah. they follow us on Twitter? Oh, uh, you can follow us at roughcut underscore co. Just another resource for you guys to find out when we post episodes and things mm-hmm. like that. Give us a follow. You'll stay up to date with us. Again, as long as Twitter is alive and we don't have to pay for it. So we'll be there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Uh, this was lovely. I love this movie. So this was fun. Thanks, Jackson. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. We love you. Abracadabra. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.